Hey, Bob. Hey, Kevin. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 37 years young. Yeah, how to feel to wake up on your birthday and know there's a Donald Trump presidency forthcoming. Wow, it was a, it was a night to remember. Uh, I really didn't <laughs> expect this at all. I, I told Marcy he's going to be blowouts, watch one of her shows, it was just whatever. And she was like, really? It's going to be a blowout? I'm like, yeah, he's got no chance. <laughs> yeah, we're just casually watching it. We got Bowie down to bed. I'm, I'm just watching the results and we're watching Fox News and I'm like, they're really excited about Trump and the polls. You know, he's winning Ohio. He's winning Florida. Mm-hmm. He's competitive in Michigan. <laughs> I'm like, let's turn on another channel because Fox News is skewing this towards Trump, which I would have put it past him. So we put on right. NBC and Chuck Todd's just, just, Chuck Todd's going nuts about the numbers coming in and, yeah. you know, Trump. And then I check my Facebook and my Twitter and it's all these Clinton people, crazy Clinton people just... Just shooting themselves in the head, just <laughs> world's coming to an end. So then I knew it was real, and then I got pretty excited. So I called Dad, who's like, as you know, the biggest Republican there is, and he wasn't yeah. even watching it. He was watching one of his shows on Showtime or whatever. I'm like, you gotta, he, he's, I'm like, you're doing pretty well. You better put this on. He's like, okay, I'll just finish my show and put it on. <laughs> then he called me after that. I was like, whoa, and he started to add up the numbers. He's like, well, he might win. They haven't called Maine yet. He might win New Hampshire. He's coming back in Pennsylvania. It was pretty wild. That stayed up till like one thirty Eastern oh time. Wow. It is like four hours past when he normally falls asleep on the couch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, I uh, I texted Gibby at around 9.15 and told him I was legitimately oh, concerned. So I was legitimately concerned about this. Because I, I, I voted for Clinton. I'm not going to lie. I didn't, I didn't really care for Trump. And uh, he said not to panic yet. And then by 10:30, I knew it was over, so I went to bed. And uh, I woke up at I woke up at like three and just checked my phone. And you know, sure enough, it was it had been called. And I was like, oh wow, couldn't believe it. It's just it's, well, it's funny you, because. Uh... Go ahead. Hmm? I was gonna say it's funny because my company, my company does you know polling and stuff and we we do a big political poll and we've been doing it now for you know all election season and you know we called Clinton like many many other companies and we don't look so good today but thankfully no one else does either yeah except for the LA Times they're the only one that had had Trump in yeah. some of these states but uh yeah uh wow bold move calling Gibby he is just the biggest Clinton Support there is now. Now was Gibby always a Clinton supporter? Or was he one of the Bernie Sanders people that converted? No, he was a Clinton supporter. Okay. Well, yeah. you guys were very gracious in defeat. My entire Facebook wall and Twitter feed was the most ignorant statements, sore losers, just like world coming to an end. From you know, it was a free election and they lost, and they just were bitching and moaning. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Get out of here. Well, I, I, I uh... something, but I. I keep political comments yeah. off of Facebook. It just doesn't. doesn't yeah, do I, I kept it pretty calm. I I wasn't happy with the result, obviously, but I wasn't ready to say it was the end of the world. And a lot of people are upset. But in, and the reality is that if it was the other way around, if Clinton had won, all the Trump people would have been complaining and moaning. The only difference is there's a whole lot less whole lot less Trump people on my Facebook feed than there are. Clinton people. It's amazing. I think I have three Trump supporters, one of which is our grandfather, 
on my Facebook yeah. uh, feed. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think Trump supporters would have been, I don't think they would have been all over Facebook because we all thought he was going to lose. I mean, we were ready. I I just was ready. I thought it was. But, yeah. uh, uh, million dollar question. Did you have a hard time explaining to your daughter, Kate, who's like, what, six now? <laughs> That yes. the woman didn't win. Yes. That's she what Steve was... told me about Brynn. It was cute, but yes. I said, Steve, there'll be a much more worthy female president in our lifetime. I can promise you that. Clinton yeah. is not. She's just not trustworthy. And what did you say to Kate? Uh, well, Kate was very pro-Clinton, um, as were most people in her school. Um, right. We have a very diverse school, and so that you know made sense. Um, but so this morning, you know, she woke up and came downstairs and she got up really early, like six o'clock. And I, I told her, you know, Hillary Clinton didn't win, Trump won. And, you know, she got really sad. And like, as she processed it, she got more sad and started to cry. And then she was eating a Pop-Tart and I broke her Pop-Tart in half by accident. Like I hit her, um, you know, by accident and she started to cry more. She's like, nothing's going right for me today. And then oh, Dylan man. is sitting next to us. Dylan's hilarious. He's just sitting there going, Donald Trump is president? Like over and over again. He has no idea what it all means. And she's like, stop it, Dylan. Stop it. It was hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And this is all like 6 o'clock in the morning. I was so tired. And Dylan's been waking up at 5 thanks to the time change. So she got over it, though, pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, well, the daughters of America will be okay. They will, I promise you, there will be a more worthy first female president. Uh, yeah, I, don't I, know who I think. I think. I, I think this. I tend to believe that he's going to be a one-term president, uh, whether because he does nothing really relevant and he gets you know ousted, or because he just doesn't want a second term. But I, I tend to believe that he's going to be a one-term president and. Uh, I mean, he's he's not a young guy either. He's already seventy, so that means he'd be seventy-four yeah. during his next, you know, re-election. And I just think he he yeah. he did it. He wanted to be president just so he could prove to people he could be president. And yeah. he'll uh, he'll probably be. This is it. Four years, and it's over. I completely agree. I thought that about both these candidates. I thought they were just going to be one-term presidents. That they just wanted to get to the White House, or in their seventies yeah. now, they don't want to do this for. Eight years. Yeah. I think he'll get a few things done. I think he'll repeal Obamacare and a, a few other things. Uh, yeah. I, I, he's not going to do any of this. Build a wall. He talks the talk. No. But he's not going to walk the walk. He'll have a strong team of advisors and a good cabinet. They'll take care of it. He'll just yeah. be the head of head of the state, and hopefully he doesn't screw anything up. Uh, it's a wild card. I, I don't think he will. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be another general open election in 2020. So yeah. we'll see who the – yeah, the Democratic Party, I don't know who's up next in that party. Um, I don't know but, either. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you think either Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders would have won? Um, I think Joe Biden definitely would have won. Bernie Sanders I don't think would have won. I think he would have got a very similar heavy young person vote, but – I think he would have lost a rural, older person vote just like Hillary Clinton did. But I think Biden would have won. Yeah. I, I'm torn on Sanders. I, he is such a, a movement. That was incredible what he did in the primaries. And yeah. the Democrats kind of, you know, they, they put this upon themselves. They just waltzed Hillary right through there and ignored all the people and all the states that, and all the delegates 
Bernie was winning, and uh, I mean, I don't agree with his policies at all, but I trust <laughs> the process, and you know, he just looked him aside. I felt bad for him, um, but uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, he was he was certainly an interesting candidate. I think he was a little too far left for some people to take in. Oh, on that. oh yeah, he was way too far. <laughs> but left, uh, yeah, hard. but so it'll be interesting to see him moving. Yeah. And his followers are very loyal, very loyal. Very loyal. Well, some of them were. They had a hard time even embracing Clinton, but, um, yeah. yeah and, um, so, uh, well, okay, where does this rank in greatest upsets of all time? Is it above the Giants over the Patriots, uh, the, the David Tyree catch Super Bowl, is it above Miracle on Ice, USA over Russia? Is it above, like, Villanova over Georgetown, 1985, wow. now championship? Where does this rank in all-time greatest American upsets? Wow, it's, uh, it's hard to say. <clears throat> um, it's probably ahead of the Giants-Patriots. Probably not I ahead of Villanova. I... They, you know, they played the Patriots really, really well in that last game when the Patriots were going for 16-0. They almost beat them there, so I was not surprised. And then when they made it through the, each round of the playoffs, they they had, you know, they didn't have a bye, the Giants. They played every round. They got progressively better and then beat the Packers in the Ice Bowl game. I, I knew going in, I didn't think the Patriots were at all um, guaranteed to win that, and so that didn't overly shock me. It was just amazing the way they did it with that David Tyree catch. That was just impressive. But uh, I'd probably put it up there with the with the Miracle on Ice and Villanova. I think it's hard to say, though, because this could all really be an upset because of the fact that all the polls are wrong. It could really be that he was never really trailing as much as we thought he was. And maybe it really wasn't I an upset. I still to call it an upset because no one, no, not even me, no one. Yeah. I, I talked on my... GOP friends, and you know, we all exactly we thought it was going to be a landslide. And, yeah, uh, you know, I was way more confident about Romney than I was going into last <laughs> night, and uh, that's why I just no one saw this shock the world upset. I probably have Miracle yeah. on Ice number one, that's going to be number one forever. From what mm-hmm. I've told, you're obviously too young, you weren't even born yet, but uh, yeah, I wasn't from no. what I've heard and watching, um, you know, the documentaries <clears throat> on it, it was yep. pretty. Pretty incredible, um, you know. Villanova Georgetown's right up there, but same thing. They had played Georgetown tough during the regular season. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else did we have on? And the the Super Bowl upsets, you know, yeah. they are what they are. But this, there yeah, they are. This is up there. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's just, so. Uh, so oh yeah, me, This is a YFFL podcast. Yes, it is. It's okay to talk politics every once in a while, and uh, but let's make the YFFL great again. And and tell me what you think about all the tanking going on. You can add the brothers to the mix. Uh, they had zero waiver wire moves going into last week. They didn't have a kicker or a QB. They lost to the Mellons by uh, excuse me, the Merriman by five. And you have to think that Kurt Willett is not happy about that. Yeah, the brother. I mean, Brian's been a long. He's a long-time owner, good owner. I don't know if he's just frustrated with the brothers being so terrible, but yeah, he's got to be better than that. You got to pick up at least a kicker, quarterback. Yeah. I'm okay with because there's literally nothing out there, and both his yeah. quarterbacks are on by. So 
Can't do anything. Ironically, you got to pick up the kicker. Yeah, I think he could have picked up Case Keenum, and Keenum had six, which would have given him the win. But the I was more yeah, the kicker. You got to get a kicker. There's plenty of kickers out there. But I didn't realize Case Keenum was out there, huh? I think I thought he was. Unless uh, no, unless John has him. Maybe John picked him up on the Dragons. Yeah, I'm John pretty pick sure the there's no quarterback. I think the only quarterback out there was Josh McCown, but of course uh, yeah, Kessler. And then Kessler played. You're right. You're right. Yep. So my apologies, apologies to Bry. There was no kick. QB but, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I didn't start a tight end just because I only have one move left, and I didn't want to waste my move on a, a tight end. Yep. And, uh, i got to use that move this week to get a backup quarterback. Yeah, my team, the Thugs, just ravished. And on mm-hmm. the beans, I haven't been making a lot of moves because it's I like I really like my roster. I don't want to cut any of these guys. You know, I made yeah. mistakes in the past where I've cut guys way too early. Like I had high I think I drafted Heinz Ward years ago and cut him <laughs> after, you know, maybe one season and of course he turned into a stud. There's a bunch of guys yeah. that have done that too. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So I'm not doing that this year. I've put a couple of guys on IR. I probably could have cut R G three, but I just decided to IR them, and uh, so yeah, I'd like to see more guys, uh, you know, make some moves. But uh, I don't know. It's yeah. frustrating when you're one and six. So I feel for Brian. It is. It's very frustrating. But and I mean, if if he wants to secure that spot in the Super Bowl playoffs, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, what else? What else is on your mind, YFFL wise? Oh, uh, you let's talk YFFL MVP. Yeah, um, Steve's not going to like Who's this, but your top three. If I had to vote today, my number one would be Melvin Gordon, Eaters. Number two would be uh, Matt Ryan, and number three would be uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon would also be my pick. He has just been. Unbelievable with 11 touchdowns. Uh, yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> really just really carrying the eaters right now. Yeah, and yeah. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan number two. Uh, I think the Mallards, I think the Mallards might, I think they'll get to that. Uh, if, if they can win, if they can get to the playoffs, that division is going to be tough. But I think if they yep. can get to the playoffs, they can make a run. Um, I just don't trust Drew Brees on the road and, I think he's got a couple of road games in the playoffs, uh, West of Hell playoffs. So I I really like the Mallards. I mean, with Dante Moncrief back, I do like the Mallards roster a lot better with him in there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I would agree with you. I mean, Tom Brady is going to be a popular write-in vote. Um, We'll see. You know, we'll see what he ends up with because he's only going to have eight, eight games. Yeah, put up some pretty big numbers and like well, uh, should be well, interesting to see Seattle defense. Seattle defense this weekend, so yeah, we'll have to see about that. That'll probably deciding factor. If he throws four touchdowns on uh, Sunday night, then he's a, he's got a pretty good shot. Yeah, and the bill the Bills kind of torched that defense a little on Monday night, so he could do it. And he's at home. Yeah, the, the Patriots offense does tend to slow down in the second half of the season as the weather gets cold and they get a little more conservative and stuff like that. So I don't think he'll continue to put up these huge, huge weeks, but he's off to a pretty good start. Yeah, certainly is. 
Yep. So, yeah, I, I don't think we have any wide receiver candidates this year. So probably no. it's Melvin Gordon or or quarterback. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all I mean, there's a couple other running backs not far behind, but no one that's really carried. I mean, Demarco Murray's number two at 86, which is you know, fairly amazing considering how bad he was in Philly. David Johnson, yeah. 84, he's not going to win it. Ezekiel Elliott, 76, uh, he probably won't win it. But uh, Melvin Gordon is he's going to end up with 120 points, 130 points if things you know keep going the way they do. Yeah. I'd love to see a, a non-quarterback win. We've had quarterbacks win way too much. It's, the award probably needs to change. I've said it before, and it'd be nice to see someone outside the QB position win. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Russell Wilson. He finally <laughs> came through for you. It took him, like, nine weeks, but he finally yeah, came he through can't... you. He came through. I already clinched the win, but I wasn't complaining because it was great to see him play well. Uh, I don't know what surprised me more, that Latavius Murray got me 22 points or that he got me 18. Um, but it was, a, it was a nice breakout. I, I think it's probably too little too late. I think the Huskers are going to end up in that 7-8-9 area, um, probably the 7 pick. And I'll miss out on the, the Super Bowl playoffs and the Wife of L playoffs and and just hope to get someone that drops to me in the in the draft. I think I said at the very first podcast, I said the Huskers are a year away. Uh, they've got some good pieces. I like the the wide receiver group all of a sudden with Terrell Pryor and Terrell Williams. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, hopefully next year Russell Wilson doesn't, you know, be the worst player in the league for the first eight weeks of the season. Yep. Yeah, no, you got a nice little team there with that. David Johnson, Latavius Murray backfield, and Randall Cobb, and Terrell Pryor, and so forth. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Huskers and Beads are very similar. Um, they are very, very similar, similar rosters. Yeah. yeah, a little stronger uh, running game, and maybe even wide receiver, but it's pretty balanced attack. I got, I got the edge on quarterback. Uh, the way yeah, that's seems... been playing at least. It seems this year that yeah. we've got, we've done a little reversal where for a couple of years teams had really weak running backs and then really good wide receivers. And now I feel like there are all these good teams that have great running backs and not great wide receivers. The Llamas, the Chickens, the Dra- even the Dragons wide receivers haven't been really that consistent. Uh, I'll, I'll throw the Huskers in there. You know, it's just it's just strange. The Mallards are probably the one bucking the trend where they had basically no running backs and all wide receivers. But uh, if you look yeah. at the top, the top of the RB statistics page, it's uh, chickens, llamas, and David Johnson on there, and then Melvin Gordon. And if you know Jordan Howard had played a full season as starter, he'd be up at the you know the top five for the running back. So it seems like there's a bunch of teams that all of a sudden are very very running back heavy, and that's a surprise. It seemed like that was going away, but not so much. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's just t- it's tough with the running backs. They never they never stay healthy. I mean, there's there's a few yeah. that do, but yeah, Carlos Hyde. I think he's he's pretty good when he plays, and he's on a terrible team, but he's always banged <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. And I mean, for the llamas, it's Levin Bell, who's it's not so much that he's injured, it's so much that he's suspended all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So um, talk about what, what, who's your uh, biggest disappointment in the league? 
team wise? Oh, the brothers easily. I predict. I mean, in our podcast, I predicted them to, I think, to win the division. Um, and I had the chickens. I think as the wild card. And here they are, the one and eight, and only scored 341 points on the season. So they're hands down my biggest disappointment. Mine's the refugees. I mean, two and seven. Mm. Uh, just, I really, th- I think I had them to either win that division or make the wild card. You need to go back and listen to that podcast. I just, yeah, Gronkowski got off to a terrible start. I think, you know, and uh, just nothing's been going right for him. And uh, I don't know, two and seven. Even, I mean, he he won't even Gronkowski. Gronkowski only three touchdowns on the year. It feels like he's got ten, but he's only got three. I mean, yeah, yeah nothing's going right. Oh, yeah, so I'll just put the, the refugees there. He's got some pretty good players, Kelvin Benjamin, and Steph- well, he just got Stephon Diggs from from Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, most of his players are not coming through. Ivory Jennings, Duke Johnson, <laughs> his running backs have been pretty bad. Uh, Peyton yeah, Barber is a good pickup for him. He'll pick someone up this year, though, in the draft. It's, he's going to be picking second or third, most likely. Yep, probably will. Uh, yep. And your biggest surprise is it's got to be the chickens, right? Or you had the chickens in the playoffs, so you got totally. No, I had the chickens in the playoffs. My biggest surprise is probably, and just look at the standings, probably the poop. All things considered, I know they have Tom Brady, but the rest of their roster is just. I mean, his running backs are Alfred Morris, Tarkondrick West, James White, and TJ Yeldon. Uh, his wide receivers have been incredibly disappointing this year. Edelman. Yeah. I mean, I guess Hilton's okay. But, I mean, Hilton's been pretty good. He's got 44 points in the season. I can't believe that they're they're, they're this close to the Llamas right now. Um, I mean... They're really not. I mean, if you look at the points scored, Llamas are seven and two. Pooper six and three. The Llamas have scored four hundred eighty-six points. Pooper have scored only three hundred fifty-six. So it's they haven't played. I guess they haven't played anybody. Uh, their points against is not that high. So it's really not nearly as close as the record uh, portrays it to be. But uh, I, I would guess I would just go with the poop for now as my my surprise of the year. What about you? Ah, uh, chickens. Uh, I can't remember yeah. if I had. I mean, I had pretty much picked that entire vision to go seven and six. So I'll, I'll be wrong by that, but uh, uh, I just didn't think they'd be this good. Drew Brees has been really awesome. He he could be an MVP candidate too, but uh, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott will probably steal votes from from Brees. Uh, yep. Uh, he's you know, uh, I I wasn't surprised by the fast start, but it just it keeps going and. Uh, Nick made some pretty decent moves to show up his wide receivers, uh, Demarius Thomas. Um, so and then Jimmy okay, Graham, and he, he'll probably win Comeback Player of the Year. Do we have an award for that? Uh, we don't. Player of the been, Year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Graham probably wins that. Yeah, I texted Nick after he made the Demarius Thomas trade. I texted him that he probably just won himself the Super Bowl with that trade, but uh, we'll see. I mean, the the Eaters are pretty good too as well right now. So. Uh, well, his team is doing good. It seems really good. The problem with Demarius Thomas is uh, Trevor Simeon all of a sudden just sucks. I think teams have kind of figured him out, and 
defense yeah. has they're not able to execute their game plan, which is run the ball, play good defense, and steal the game, you know, with a defensive touchdown or field goals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now Simeon's being exposed. He's throwing too much. And yeah. He's just not a good quarterback. I mean, he's just supposed to be the placeholder until Paxton Lynch is ready. He's not close to ready. And yeah. uh, Manuel Sanders and Dem- Demers Thomas numbers are way, way down. So, I mean, no C.J. Anderson now, so that just puts more – more stress yeah. on Simeon and um, I mean Thomas true. still find away his points, but I don't think he's the stud he used to be. No, they, I mean they really don't still have a stud wide receiver on that team, the Chickens, but they have they have Elliott and they have McCoy and they have Spencer Ware and yeah, for, that's the, three of those guys. I mean he, so, his wide receiver his wide receivers are basically if I get anything out of them it's it's bonus. I mean, the way Jimmy Graham's been playing, and then that <clears throat> three-headed monster, what you just, you know, the names you just mentioned, and then Drew Brees, who seemingly puts up 16 every week as long as he's, you know, not on the road, yeah. but he still gets garbage time points on the road. It's yeah. just, that's that's like a firewall right there. And then he's got pretty <laughs> decent kicking, so yeah, he's gonna be tough. I think I think he makes it to the Super Bowl. I think he probably does too. I mean, I, I don't see a team that can compete with that. What are your thoughts on the Dragons and how they continue just to get everything they possibly can out of Frank Gore and Matt Forte? <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest thing. I just don't understand. These guys are just like the ageless wonders. I think I tell Steve every year, I'm like, when are these guys going to go away? This is the year, right? They're, Matt Forte is, what, like 40 now? and. I think Frank Gore is pushing, you know, 38. At least it feels like they are, but no, they're still scoring touchdowns every week. And, I mean, this is the year the Dragons should be falling back. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been disappointing. Doug Baldwin's done nothing since Russell Wilson's done nothing. And uh, it's just, I I can't believe it. I mean, Charles, I mean, he lost, what, Charles Sims early in the season. It was, you know, pretty good. And, uh, I guess I guess the, the point in the, is though if if Gore or Forte goes down, that's a pretty big loss for him. Unless his unless yeah, his receivers I, I start producing, can't believe, I can't believe neither one of them's broken down. Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> incredible. Running backs, uh, how mu- how involved they are, and at their age, it's just not one. Yeah. Neither one of them's broken down. I can't believe it. Yeah, I'm just gonna get milk those guys for every last point they can get. So just Impressive. Gore, just, oh, man. He's been around really forever. Thought, I thought Andrew Luck was going to have a much better season, but Frank, Frank Gore is rushing in these one-yard TDs and you know, <laughs> catching some of the touchdowns when I'm playing against them. It's just, it's just been crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's jump ahead to week 10 and make some predictions. Already week 10, just four weeks left. Yeah, uh, can't believe it. A few teams on bye this week. Uh, there's a lot yep. of points scored last week with so many teams on buys. I couldn't believe how many teams had 70, 60 points, you know. Uh, even the, the Beans put up their season high last week. Yeah, I believe, so. I believe the, there were three teams that had 73 points, as John pointed out in the uh, in the uh, front page article. Uh, it was quite the point week. And, yeah, there were a lot of teams on buy. 
So looking through looking through the schedule, my my game of the week. I have two co game of the weeks. First is Poop Dragons. The second is the uh, Eaters Beans. Believe it or not, um, a lot at stake for all those teams uh, in the playoff race. Everything else is is not nearly as impressive. But uh, Poop Dragons, it's going to be Brady versus Rogers. I think. I mean, whoever scores the most there is probably putting themselves in a good position. But uh, unfortunately for John, he's going to wait, have to wait till Sunday night to to watch Tom Brady. Yeah. What else All right. we got here? Yeah, none of these games are really that exciting. Chickens, Tangs, not exciting. Boys, Refugees, not exciting. Brothers, Llamas, Huskers, Merrymen, Buddies, White Guys. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Most of it's dog poo. Uh, I guess the Beans Eaters is the game of the week. I don't know if Nick will agree with that, but... Yeah, uh, he'll play, he'll play Poop Dragons, but... But, uh... Yeah. Eat beans have to win. The Beans have to win this week to stay in the wild card hunt. If you lose... Yeah, and I got a... Tough call at quarterback. Either going to go with Mariota at home against the Packers or Cousins at home against the struggling Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, coming off a bye, I'll have to sell to go to the world world world, world ranking on that one. Uh, <laughs> Mariota's been playing really good lately, so I'll probably lean him. Yeah, uh, Green Bay just I don't know they're a little overrated. I hope to get Carlos Hyde back. I don't I don't know if he'll be back this week. Deion Lewis, I got to research. He should be back in there, but I'm gonna probably let him get a game under his belt before I start him. Mm-hmm. Um, unless Carlos Hyde can't go in my hands, my. Yeah, no choice. Yeah, and it and looks then, like the uh, beans. The beans miss. Uh, the eaters have next week have the Chargers on bye, so you're you're missing out by one week. Rivers and Gordon on bye next week. So that's uh, too bad. Too bad for you. Yeah. You should probably get a lineup in there as well. Yeah, I'm putting my lineup in now. Um, <laughs> The e, I mean, I, I normally do it last night, but I was just so enwrapped in the, the election, I forgot. And I traveled today <laughs> to California, and now I'm just doing it now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the Eaters, I don't like this lineup at all this week. For the, for the Beans, the Eaters should, should be me pretty handily. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, we'll see, though. Yep, I we'll see. I, I, I might call, I will say this. I might call my upset of the week. I could see the Tangs beating the Chickens this week. I could see it happen. You got Drew Brees versus Denver. Isaiah Crowell tomorrow night versus Baltimore. You got Elliott. You got got the entire Dallas offense. Uh, Cleveland versus Baltimore on Thursday night. So that should be, you know, another great game for the NFL. On Thursday night, Jeez, they gotta get rid of these Thursday night games. Yeah, they do. They're terrible. Um, this entire game between these two teams is going to come out down to the Cowboys because we have Dak Prescott, Des Bryant, Dan Bailey, and Ezekiel Elliott all playing in the same game. Yeah. So, that's yeah. This this will be uh, yeah. It's gonna be close. Definitely gonna be a close game. Where are the Saints this week? Denver. I don't know if it's home or at away. Denver? I can't yeah. remember. I think they're at. Let's see. 
for ESPN. If it's a one o'clock game, it's in New Orleans. If it's a four o'clock game, it's in Denver. Yeah, I bet it's in New Orleans. I think the Saints have played a couple games in a row at the way. So that, well, Denver it is, is, it is yes. at New Orleans. Yes. But, yeah, that should. Yeah, I bet he gets his points, even if it's against Denver. He'll probably yeah. get sixteen, maybe even. He'll probably get twenty-two, eighteen or twenty-two. I'd say. I don't know if he'll pass her. Three hundred yards against Denver's defense, but I bet he can toss three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, about right. I think the chickens. Yeah, that's a good game. Definitely a good game. Uh, I, I I have a feeling the chickens squeak one out. I, yeah, I mean, I, I could see either way happening. It wouldn't surprise me if the Tangs won, but it also would not surprise me if all the chickens won. It's I wouldn't call it a toss up. I'll I'll Say the chickens are going to win, but it will not surprise me that if the Tangs won this game. There's a decent yeah. chance the thugs might not get more than anything out of their. They have. I won't have a quarterback. <laughs> oh I am going to try to pick up Bryce Petty this week. I got a wavering for him, but he's. I think they're going to go with Fitzpatrick. Wow. Uh, so I probably won't get anything out of quarterback with luck on bride. Terrence West, like, maybe he scores smarter against Cleveland. It's his whole team. He's got the revenge factor. So maybe Terrence West gets something. But <coughs> he might, get, might something. get me too. Michael Floyd just been terrible all years. He'll get, but he's going against San Francisco. So maybe I'll get some garbage points from these guys. But yeah, you're, have you're probably not going to how to get to like thirty. Not gonna win. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be a bloodbath. But I, I beat oh. I, the Thugs already beat Steve once this year, the Merry Man. So he probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably at least in the back of his mind that I could screw things up for him. But the uh, line on yeah. that game is probably Mallard. Mallard's plus forty. I would set the line at <laughs> or plus thirty. It's way possible. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Or Mallard's Mallard's. Minus 30, so, yeah, I bet they're favored by about 30 <laughs> points. Probably somewhere wow. in the neighborhood of 55 to, uh, it's probably 40. I bet it's, I, I would set the score at 55 to 15. 55 to 15, all right. With 10 of those points coming from Nick Folk. Yes, yes. He's, he's well, money kicker because well. the Jets are so bad they can't score the red zone, so he just gets like four or five field goal type yep. of game. One last note. We mm-hmm. have to wish Chris Davidson congratulations on the birth of his son, Truett, on November 6th. Yes, congratulations, Chris Davidson. What a week for the wife of Fell. Yep. So we've had two little, maybe, yeah, two boys born in the last couple months with Steve's Calvin Johnson Dugas Jr. Also, <laughs> So, so, yeah, yeah. Some new uh, wife of GMs or owners. I hope so. I love, I love having the GMs. I think it's been great for the league. I I wish there were more. Yeah, yeah. So, congrats, Chris. Uh, the Clinton supporters, hang your heads up high. It'll be another day. <laughs> life, uh, life moves on. Find a more trustworthy candidate though next time. Be yeah. Nice. Well. So Gibby, Gibby, <laughs> Gibby. 
He's listening. Maybe. So uh, keep your head up, man. Keep your head up, man. Stand. Get behind <laughs> Trump, just like Obama and Clinton said this morning. We've got to unite as a country. Get behind Trump. Give him the support he needs. So I expect that from all the the uh, Clinton uh, Clinton backers. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right, Kev. All right. Happy birthday Thanks. again. Yeah. And uh, enjoy enjoy California. Oh, it's beautiful. Already went out on the bay and 75 degrees sunny weather and it's nice. It's very nice. It's very nice. Well, have a safe flight back to Texas and uh, we will talk again soon. All right. All right. See you. See you later. Bye. All right. Bye.